Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, near or far, high or low, you're listening to the Coach D Podcast and listeners, once again, 2022, um, we're, we're continuing this series, very, very special, we're continuing to take you guys on a journey and really just show you the international side of basketball and I have a team and I have to, I have to say a special shout out to Promise, um, <laughs> super excited to have this guest on but listeners you know how we do we have to introduce these athletes the right way so without further ado let me cue the music and get my best announcer voice on <clears throat> stepping on the court at six book two by way of los angeles california a ford who in her college career was chosen to the all pac 10 all defensive team whilst also being picked by the Pac-10 Defensive Player of the Year. She later went on to take her talents to the pro level in the WNBA, where she was a second round pick, playing for the Seattle Storm and the LA Sparks. She has represented her national team, Nigeria, where the team won gold in the Afro Basket 2019 in Senegal and Cameroon. Listeners, please, stepping on the court, give a warm, Welcome to Ethiopia. <laughs> <Bekwe. laughs> oh, that was awesome! Thank you. <laughs> no, of, of course, of course. I mean, seriously, um, Ethiopia, we have so much to speak about, and um, again, I have to say thank you for your time, man. Just before we even get started, 2022, you know, where we're still in the first quarter, you know, talk to me right now, just in terms of how is your physical and how is your mental. Oh, physical is good uh, and mental is good. I had a little bit of injury at the beginning of this uh, season, but um, I'm getting back healthy to be on the court. And mentally, I, I'm good. I'm in a good space. And and so, yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. Now, I mean, just before we speak about your decorated career and, you know, a, a journey and a book that is still being written as we speak, I mean, just before we speak about, you know, the... 6-2 player who you know can pretty much do it all <laughs> on the court just kind of just take us back to you know a very young iffy who you know wasn't as confident might have been shy a little bit more smaller in person just in terms of <laughs> where was you and if there was because um i kind of you know understand that you came from quite a sporting background so who was that yeah. person who you know put a basketball in your hands I am, I'm the last of four, so uh, I was just out there and just playing all the sports because, nice. as you said, like my family was a, a basketball family, but in general, we were just active children. So um, I started playing basketball when I was eight years old. And at that moment, I just loved to be, you know, active. So it was something that I just did for fun and then okay. realized I was good at it. And then that's when the AU and, you know, getting me, my parents got me to the right high school that was dominant in my area at that time. And then then that's this basically what happened. Uh, my I remember my high school coach said, yeah, you're a four, but if you really want to like change your game and actually go as far as you need to go, you need to convert to a three. So then that's when I went to college and then started shooting threes, started handling the ball and then became a three. And then that's when I got drafted and then overseas. And so 
that was that's my story wow so you see just in terms of again i mean for the international listeners they definitely know you know what the basketball culture is like in los angeles california with you know both teams you know being there but i mean you kind of being born and raised in it i mean that must have just a whole nother feeling and so if you kind of could just describe at the time you know especially in your younger years when you was just getting into basketball how would you describe the overall vibe of the the basketball scene how much the clippers or the lakers just had a (laughs) impact on you just in terms of sports just in general like um so when i was playing while i was younger it was just something like i honestly did for fun and i was just very athletic and so i was just playing so when i actually took basketball serious was like in high school Mm -hmm. and that's when i was just watching i didn't watch the WNBA then i was okay. watching college college more and you know i had my favorite players it was it was nice to see um diana taurasi mm-hmm. and you know candace parker and i looked up to yeah i looked up to them so um that was more so i i obviously i'm a laker fan but it was more so college basketball that i was okay. just like yeah <laughs> and then going into college that's when i was like okay the WNBA. so um, and watching those players while I was in college, you know, and watching them play and seeing how, you know, they're on defense, how they're on pick and rolls. So just so yeah. I can improve my game. So, yeah. So <laughs> I'm, I'm super curious now. Like, how was the um, household like? Because I've heard, I mean, I mean, every kid that comes from a sport and family, the dynamic can be quite interesting, let's say, because there's some backgrounds where the parents or the brothers and sisters don't really push you to play sport whereas some it's literally a race to get up a race to make the bed first who can brush their teeth the fastest <laughs> who can eat the breakfast the fastest one-on-ones backyards going is you know going absolutely crazy for you so for yourself you know kind of earlier on how was that household dynamic we were always encouraging because my oldest brother was playing football and basketball and my my second brother I think he did uh, track and basketball and my sister played basketball and I was in high school doing track and basketball as well. So we were always encouraging each other to be the best, you know, and it was cool that I went to a different school and my oldest brother went to a different school, but my middle siblings went to the same school. So they were more competitive with each other than okay. with me because I, I was a baby, but um, it was a it was a good environment. It was just really encouraging, you know, obviously being the youngest, I was able to, you know, watch my older siblings, you know, perfect their craft. So I like took things from them and then created my own how nice. I played. Nice. Oh, yeah. Okay, so so did you, in, in, in some ways, you know, being the baby of the family, did you get that type of treatment or was it that kind of lasted for so long and then once they, once they saw that growth spurt and that athleticness kick, they were like, okay, let me actually start trying to bully her now because she's actually out no. doing us at, at this <laughs> <No>. point. <laughs> I'm still the baby to them, so yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think uh, I got the most attention. Mm-hmm. Um, they would all say like, out of all of us, Ify is probably the best <laughs> athlete in the family. So okay. They were okay. they were really like made sure that I was on it, so I can achieve what they achieved and even more. So mm-hmm. that was okay. nice. Okay. 
Yeah. And just in terms of kind of just before we kind of speak about, you know, you playing in high school and the AAU, how would you describe? Because I kind of like you can almost tell where a player is from in terms of the style of play that they have you know oh. and kind of you know from a international perspective we get you know heavily um just advertised just in terms of you see the new york style of basketball which is like the rock league no blood yeah. no flower yeah. and one they're gonna yeah <laughs> trash talk then you got the la you got the palm trees people in shorts flip-flops they're kind of more laid back but they still can get a yeah. bucket on you so how how did the city of california kind of have a impact on you as a person but also as a player as well um yeah definitely i would say i'm more like chill like okay nonchalant finesse you know like i'm not I'd be saying and one like if my teammates, but I'm not hooting and hollering like, right. <laughs> like that on the court. <laughs> but I do not for myself, but I do that when my teammates do well, you know. So okay. I think that's the difference. <laughs> nice. Nice. And I think um see that's one thing again that I think London is still catching up in terms of we don't have that AAU type of level here but in terms of you know if you go to the right basketball college or basketball academy here you can definitely you know on a weekly basis be playing against some of the best players in that age group so for yourself how would you describe kind of the difference when you kind of look at it in you know hindsight 2020 how would you describe you know playing at the high school level versus when you make that transition into the AAU where you're playing against you know nominee um McDonald All-Americans and just playing at that level um the thing about when I was in high school my high school team was my AAU coach so I felt like I had the privilege like double privilege you know double experience double because he knew all of us because okay. it was our high school team and then we added you know we added players but our core was our from high school so right. i think that that was an advantage for me because you usually you play in high school and then you go to a different aau team you know or right. a different city you know but i didn't i didn't do that so i was with um james anderson like for four years of aau and then four years in in, in high school so that actually helped me a lot because he saw my growth and he pushed me to be better, you know, not nice. having two different coaches all the time, you know, right, right. or changing AAU teams. Like I didn't, I didn't do that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And how did you, um, I, I guess for you, like you were saying that trend, that transition was quite easy for you and playing at the AAU level for those who, are still kind of learning about what the AAU has to offer, the style of play, the physicality and the level. How would you describe, you know, kind of your early experiences into playing at that level? I think AAU, I had the best time in my life because we nice. weren't just playing people in California. We went to Blue Williams. We were in Atlanta. We were oh, in, wow. Uh, yeah, we were in Chicago. We went to Oh, like, you was going on tour. He, okay, yeah, I see. He made, I see. Sure, he made sure he put, we went to the Oregon Trail. Like, so he made sure like we were being seen at all the best AAU tournaments. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's 
that was good for me at a young age to see also to travel out of you know California and then like seeing like you said the difference from where people were brought up and how they play you know right. so right it, it was I think that was a really good experience to have that during AAU and then knowing that knowledge and knowing that you know we just played some girls from New York and then our first game we can use that edge that we saw that they have we can be aggressive we could you know actually play defense because I don't know California people don't play defense so, uh, <laughs> you know and then it was it was nice because our AAU was high school so we were bonding during the mm, summer and then also like brought that's, that's why we were so good yeah right Right. So, and it's, it's, it's quite funny you say that because I think um, I kind of always say, I mean, I didn't really realize this until 2017 when um, I was fortunate enough to be the coach for the whole of London and I kind of had to travel up to Manchester and you're playing against teams from Manchester and just different parts of the whole of um, England. And before then, I kind of just thought, you know, even though it's different countries, that play the same sport we all teach it different even according to borough or the district or the style of play could be different from state to state you know and kind of just get in you know what people's perspectives of what London basketball was like at the time a lot of them would think that London hoopers were just all about outdoor pretty much Rocker Park New York basketball just like handles ISO ball but we really didn't know how to play as a team system so when you was kind of playing at the um, AAU and you're playing teams from Atlanta New York at the time would you kind of see an, um, a different style of play like whoa okay this team that we played was a yeah. bit more team orientated and this team had that kind of individual yeah. ISO ball De- definitely okay. definitely I, was it, we were able to see at a young age like it's not our style is just not the only style. And mm-hmm. that's also what I realized when I played overseas, like the American style is so different from the European style. And that's right. something that my eyes was open up to. So Indeed. it was definitely different. Indeed. And we're um, definitely going to speak about your international professional career shortly. But just before we um, make a transition into you playing at the college level for Arizona, when was yeah. that moment for you? Because I feel like every hooper, no matter what sport you play, but especially for basketball, you know, for mm-hmm. me personally, like there was a game where, you know, I got called up. I must have been 18 at the time to play for the Camden Panthers men's team. And I was like, OK, this is my chance to not mess up. Because all I want to think is when I step on the court, I need to make my first shots. I don't want to let the team down. But to get called up and play up, that was a huge opportunity for me and if yeah. you, when I tell you that game everything was just in sync in harmony caught the <laughs> ball I made maybe four or five threes and just, and just to get that nod from the older players and the coach at the end of the game to be like no like Demetrius you did your thing like that was the moment I knew that I was actually made to play basketball so for yourself mm-hmm. whether it, it was a block a steal you diving for the ball you making that layup you making that free throw to tie the game when was that moment for you that you realised that you was nice at basketball ooh that was nice I don't like Mm. that I could be nice I can tell you when I when I could be nice like when I went on my recruiting visit to Arizona okay I uh oh no no in Arizona on my recruiting visit uh 
I went on my Arizona was my second recruiting visit. Okay. So they showed me the campus where we stay. They showed me the our dining hall. We saw the you know the field, and the last place that I saw was the McHale Center, which was the gym.、Mm-hmm. And、uh, when I walked, I knew I was going to Arizona. Like immediately when I stepped on the gym floor, I was just like, I'm going to the school. Because、wow. I had that feeling, and I looked up in the rafters, and there was at the time, I think four women's jersey retired,、Eesh. and I told the the a coach at that moment who was、um, recruiting me、mm-hmm. that took me on a tour. I was just like, my name is gonna be up there.、And、hey, talk that talk, Ify. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. For real. And so that was the moment that I knew that. I, I wanted to leave a legacy in Arizona, and that was way before I even signed、um, there. And、uh, that's when I knew, like, I need to level up my skill. I need to do stand out. That motivation, so, that that that, that、yeah. battery on your back. I love it. Yeah, I love <laughs>、so、it. It wasn't a quite like moment, like game. It was just like that was a moment where, no matter what, I'm. You're gonna know who I am, and、Here、so. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. See, and like, how would you describe? Because I mean, making that transition from high school to college, just in terms of making sure that you know you're going on these tours and you're speaking with the coaches, you're seeing the facilities, you're seeing the campus, and kind of making that decision of okay, which program has my interest at heart, and which you know program do I see myself. Developing, you know, how was that transition for you in terms of what were some of the main things that you was looking at that would qualify a program for you to go to? Um, they were they were just they were just good people, you know. They were、okay. just a, it was a it was a good it was a good system. It was good people. Um, there was only two freshmen coming in, and I think like、um, two JC transfers. So I was just like. There's not five freshmen coming in, and I got to fight. You know, there's、right. one we played the opposite position, so I was just like, this is probably the the best fit as far as playing time that I thought of. I was thinking about、um, how was the head coach.、Uh, mm-hmm. I adore her. I still talk to her to this day. Nice.、Um, yeah, that's, that's my second、up. mom. Shout out to Joan Bomasini. <laughs> Shout out,、um, coach. Yes, sir. Yeah, so it was it was mainly that like, and also being the youngest, like my my parents had to feel comfortable and see the morals that like that was、um, big for me,、mm-hmm. and of the coach, and obviously she came to the house, and、um, yeah, that was that was basically it. They were doing well.、Uh, Pack it was at at the time Pack Ten, right? So. Uh, my sister was also in the Pac-10 too, so it was it was away from home, but still close. Obviously,、nah, right. stayed over, so yeah. Okay, and just in terms of, because I mean, I think、um, you know, I mean, especially from what I've heard, you know, making that transition from high school to college is definitely no joke, and I've heard you really have to. Love the game of basketball when it gets to the college <laughs> level, because just in terms of the workout routines, you know, I'm seeing some schedules where they're up at, you know, six. They've got treatment, they've got tape, they've got game footage, class, weight room, extra shooting、yeah. reps, four-hour-long practices. So, for yourself, you know, how did you make that transition and kind of just focusing on? What was some of the stuff that you knew already going into college versus what was some of the stuff that they don't tell you about when you go to college? 
I mean, thank God, like, I went to summer school, which was just basically the athletes there. Okay. So I knew where things were before school started. Nice. So I really, I was really happy about that. So I knew what to do. Um, obviously, we had our tutors, we had our mentors that we had to check in with. Um, and I think that was uh, something that helped me mm-hmm. and, and a lot of college students. Um, I don't think that I was prepared for like how busy I was going to be for the next four years. <laughs> and, well, you know, and like how mentally tough it is. Yeah, you know, like I, I thought, you know, AAU was tough, but college is, is a, obviously a different ball game. But right. the fact that, like I said, the adjustment of the coaching staff was amazing. They helped us adjust uh, really fast. They weren't, um, there was only two freshmen, so it was, we had a lot of attention. So like okay. everything about Arizona at that time, like going into the freshman year was just amazing because it was only two of us, you know? Nice. So that was good. Nice. And how would you describe, because um, I think I've um, heard, um, shout out to Kyla Nelson. Um, she plays over at the University of Pittsburgh. And I remember she was um, telling me on the podcast, you know, like she thought she was fit going into this. Then she went to her first workout at the end, she had to call her mom. Anyway, mama, this ain't it right here. I can't. Like they, they try to kill me. I want to go back home. Like, like fitness. I've heard, especially at the college level, is a whole nother beast. So for yourself, how was your first couple sessions? Just, just getting um, initiated into the program. Um, I mean, obviously it was hard. I'm sure I called. <laughs> my mom was in Arizona a lot. My freshman year. Uh, also, right. my oldest brother. So it was. I mean, like I said, it wasn't far. Arizona is like a 45 minute flight, right. you know, enough for I, enough space where I can grow into the woman that I am today because I'm mm. not at home. But if I did need my family or my support right. system it's around, they're just, away. yeah, it's not too far away. So, um, um, it was, that was, that was nice. Right. That was nice. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, there wouldn't be an athlete on this earth that went to college to say it was like, oh, it was so much fun for four years. I didn't feel it's here. Like, nah. Right. <laughs> there was there was obviously good moments and bad moments, and so, but it was a family um, atmosphere. So, indeed, and just kind of just looking at your accolades, especially at the college level, before we make a transition into your international level. You really, and I think, you know, this is something that you're seeing more of, which I absolutely love is, you know, cause kind of before and even now to a certain extent, you're seeing when you watch the highlights, it's all about the scoring or even assists, but you never really see defense or you never really see the person getting blocks and you kind of being that Pac-10 defensive player of the year. Who installed, you know, just being so defensive minded and being de- defensively, discipline was it something that you just had um in you or something like that you didn't really tap into until you played at the college level um you're talking about um how why was such a defensive stopper yes yeah um well i didn't i don't i I just honestly like there was no one that i was like oh i want to play defense um, that I just want to play defense <laughs> because right. I was all about scoring. Okay. But the fact that I, I didn't know, like, I was that good okay. at defense. Re- reading timing on the blocks, you know, uh, 
you know, getting steals. Like, I didn't know I was that good because coming from high school, I was just scoring. I was doing those things, but I didn't know I was could be more. You know, I didn't know. I got better at the timing. I got better at reaction. I got better at being right on my feet all because of the preparation within the college workouts. So right. um, it wasn't in my mind at all. Like, let me be a two time. <laughs> right. Understood. That was just, yeah. And that was just, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I just blossomed in college. So yeah, there was no like, there was no person that I looked up to. I was like, damn, I want to get stops. I just always right. told my myself, like, you're not going to score on me. And if okay. you're going to score on I me, like I'm going to make it so hard for you to score on me. You're going to remember, like, damn, I don't want to play EP because she's, you know, like, that was just my mind. And whatever right. way that was, that, you know, boxing you out, getting the rebound, um, denying the passes, getting the steals, or, you know, taking charges, it wasn't about, like, I want to be the best like defensive stopper. I just was like, you're not going to score on me. Facts, <laughs> that, was just, that, was my, that was my mindset. So yeah, it was a little bit different for me. hundred percent. hundred percent. Now, I mean, I always find it interesting when, you know, players from the U S make that transition of not just only playing, you know, international basketball, especially in FIBA, but kind of just knowing, you know, um, that there is basketball outside of the US. I mean, some people know, and, and for some others, it's a complete culture shock. So when you kind of started to entertain playing at the professional level and, you know, um, especially playing at the FIBA level, what was yeah. your um, understanding of basketball outside of the US? Was that something that you kind of knew a little bit about or something you kind of just learned as you went on? It was something that more so that I... I learned like I knew my brothers were over overseas I knew my sister went overseas but you know I was still in college like I did I was just like oh you're you're," from my mindset like everybody else is like oh you're in Australia you're having a a good time on the beach oh you're in Spain like you know you're in Barcelona like you're having fun not understanding it's it's just the same thing in a different country so right. I didn't really understand it I never visited them when they were overseas because I was you know in college so mm. it was honestly when I went overseas and I was like oh <laughs> like you know so, <laughs> <It's different. laughs> this is it yeah and then um I even learned like the style of mm. European basketball Talk about so, it. yes, it's so different from you know what I grew up in and I feel like there were so many stages even from like AU playing, you know, against other AU teams from different states to like, it's another level, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, the thing about it, I caught on fast. Like, nice, I was more nice. interested. Like, dang, she, you know, like, I feel that European basketball is more skilled. Like, mm, skilled. They're right. skilled, and I, for me, you know, it's like sometimes it's hard for Americans overseas because it's hard. You're away from your family. You of know, course, you don't really. Course. You don't know the language, you know, the weather probably sucks, you know, or 100%. whatever. But for me, I I knew, I thought I was at the top of my game. Like, there's even more that I can do. So I worked with coaches, European coaches, like, teach me more skill, teach me how to see the floor better than what I already see now. And there that's how, that was another, you know, element to my game that I added on being 21 overseas. So, right. It was just, I feel like my experience with um, basketball 
it it was as it came you okay. know and i didn't shy away from the challenges or the expectations or even the knowledge that came with it so yeah when i was in in college it was my senior year where like everyone's like you you know you're going to be drafted i'm like wait what like, you know, <laughs> Me? Like, no way <laughs> yeah like you know i'm just like i got my degree like uh, you know and that was like what my my parents really wanted so i was like i got my degree so i'm i'm good and then i was just like nah if you like actually broke you know, records league, in arizona yeah, <laughs> yeah you like, go into the league i was yes, just sir. in shock so when i got drafted i was like what i i actually like this is a special moment from can i go back home to be with them and sit and watch the selection you know nice. so it was an amazing moment it was so amazing like i cried my family cried we celebrated and then oh, i was man. off to seattle and i was there so and then from seattle i went overseas and it was just like so fast so fast like i'm my overseas uh, career was it was so fast and then like adding from that playing overseas and then playing with my national team was just like there's just Ooh. levels to the game and competition that i was you. just so so blessed to be a part of and just very grateful for my you know experience even the good and the bad like cuz you know growth came from it indeed and just in 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 terms of again just what what were some of the i don't want to say some of the biggest hurdles cuz they could be some of the small hurdles as well just in terms of some of the, of the stuff that you could do or how you read the game in the US versus when you made that transition to play in international basketball what were some things that you kind of found yourself taking a minute to adjust to whether it was at the speed of the game or the amount of ball movement it could be weak side rotations different defensive coverages on screens the pick and roll what, what were some of the small things or the big things that kind of took you a minute to adjust to um, well, I'm naturally athletic, and so okay. like I was always <laughs> talk that talk if you see fast and moving and being able to like you know help on defense, front to four, and all that stuff. So I'm right. just doing these things because they're natural. When I, I'm when I got to Spain, I feel like Spain was the first like country that I was just like this. The game is really different. The game of basketball here is different, and that's when I knew. I'm so sad that um, I can be fast, but okay. not in a hurry, because I was mm, always fast. That's a difference. So that, I like that. I like that. Yeah. So that took that took a while for me to adjust to because I'm like I'm not, I'm fast, you know, right. and and I just had to understand like I didn't always have to be in, in a hurry, and I also like read the game better, you know, if uh, someone goes under the screen pop and shoot it you know if someone right. is following behind you you know curl tight like those are the things that i already knew but like i learned more cuz it was okay. like very it's very tactical it's Indeed. very tactical like you also 100%. yeah yeah and also fo- footwork like if i have the ball like, i don't know i just it was just things that i i feel like there were small things that just came all together and i feel that the one that was like a big thing for me was to be fast but not in a hurry. I don't need 100%. to be in a hurry, but you could always be fast, you know. So indeed, indeed, yeah. it's, it's it's so funny you say that because um you know shout out to Shaq McKissick. <laughs> he was he was um kind of saying like he would um 
you know, playing at the international level, his coach would always say, you know, we we didn't get beat um, skill-wise. It was more the case of they IQ whipped us. You know, they absolutely beat the pants off us in terms mm-hmm. of thinking the game of basketball. And, yeah. you know, how would you say now you, I mean, especially playing at the level you are now, what certain reads that you're seeing that much more smoother in terms of where the help defense is coming from, angle of the screens, how to rebound effectively, boxing out. How has your IQ improved now? Um, by everything put, being put together, I feel like now I'm more calm. Like, okay. you know, like, as you know, it's, it's, it's normal. As when you're, when you're young, you're a rookie, you're just like, all over the place. Yeah. You're bed, like you're you're more calm in situations. You know how to all right, we just we didn't score and we didn't get stop. Let's let's slow the ball down. Let's set those good screens. Let's execute the play. You know, it's like right. it's a different mindset when you are older in the game. I I think and I and I believe that. So I would I would just I would just say that like I put everything together. 100%. <laughs> you know, over the years. 100% it's, it's um, funny you say that because one uh, shout out to my mentor coach Hugh Wilkinson he, you know, he tells me in the eyes of a rookie there's many possibilities but in the eyes of a professional there's very few you know because the game kind of slows down it's, it's case rather than a hundred different options you know yeah. the, the professional will see okay there's option one two or three that's it you know and then never really going too far to kind of just steady now I mean we, we, we have a Olympian on the podcast and again shout out to Promise you know I mean just talk about I mean this is only something that I could only dream of but it's one thing to wear a jersey that represents your college your state your town but to wear you know that that nation across your chest and to play at the highest level you know even just going to the Olympics the opening ceremony playing at that level plus just also you know sharing it with close friends you know what was that experience like you know representing Nigeria and not only representing Nigeria to come back with the gold not once but twice (laughs) I mean just just talk about the beginning the middle the end and just everything in between during those experiences um I mean being an Olympian, that's still so surreal for me right now. Like, <laughs> sometimes I'm like, oh, I really get that, you know? Right. I really check that off the list of things to do in my that's life. Amazing. But yeah, so, um, I'm, um, sorry, I was, had so many thoughts to say right now, but, um, <laughs> that's all good. So, uh, when I was there at the Olympics, like it was just an amazing feeling to be able to, you know, and the fact that in 2019, I was there at the start for the qualification all the way to the Olympics, you know, wow. we won Afro basket the and then, oh my goodness. Yeah. For, for that section. So it was like, it was nice to see like, okay, we went to the Olympics in, okay, 2020, 2021 or whatever. Right. Uh, but we started 2019 to get there. And like, as we, as I was with the Nigerian national team, we, we kept growing as a as a team. We kept getting better. We Here kept we adding to the roster. Just so ingredients, yep. It, yeah, so it was like, I don't know, it was just a uh, surreal feeling just to be, you know, 
on that campus, be in Japan, and like every day was just like a blessing. Like nothing could have went wrong. Like in my eyes, I was happy. I was saying hi to everybody. Like, it was just an amazing. It was just it was it was really amazing. And to come,、um, you know, obviously we didn't do as well as we wanted, but the fact that we got there was、exactly. something big. And then turn around, you know. Win Afro Basket for、mm-hmm. Nigeria three times in a row. I was there for two, so it was just、nice. it was just a nice summer this year, and so、um, yeah, it was it was it was just amazing. And playing for Nigeria, I mean, my parents are proud. I'm proud、nice. to be a Nigerian. To Nigeria, stand、jersey. up, yes,、yeah. sir. <laughs> <laughs> wear the jersey across my chest, you know, and it's 100%. like, and I feel more. To my roots, because of that, like I was、right. born in California. Yes, my parents, you know, we did the custom, customary, you know, traditional attire when we were little, and you know, we went to, you know,、uh, like Nigerian parties and right, like right. basically, like we, I went to, I went to Evo camp, so I、yep. went to like、yep. whatever our, our parents can put, my parents can put、uh, me in. But the fact that you know, playing for Nigeria, going、That's、back、huge. there, practicing there, it. It's like opened my mind. Like, damn, this is this is me. This is a part of me. This is my blood. This is my culture. So,、mm-hmm. and then on, there's a lot. There's a lot of Nigerians out there. So, I mean, the fact that we came together and we continue to compete now. We're going to Worlds in Australia, and it's just it's just it's another level. Like I like I said from. High school, AU, college, WNBA, overseas, placing a national team. I don't think I feel like I've done a lot, and I've done it all. So I'm very blessed. <laughs> See, and just because I mean, promise when I、um, had her on the podcast, she was putting me and the listeners on game. Like, hey, listeners, like there are some hoopers out there in Nigeria,、yeah. Senegal, Cameroon. Like there is、yep. some slept on talent out there. So just in terms of from what you've seen, plus. Also, I mean, surely you've had those moments where I mean, again, just to be a Olympian, you're in Japan. Have you ever had those moments where you're like, "Damn, you're telling me this little round thing has taken me all around the world just because、yeah. I'm good at this one sport that's called basketball." Like, what has some of those moments been like for you? I mean, it's just like it's just an overwhelming feeling, like just grateful and、mm-hmm. thankful. You know, I thank God for. Blessing me with the opportunities that he has given me. Like there's so many moments when I won the championship in Spain, I felt like dang. When I got my jersey retired in in Arizona, I was like dang. When I got, you know, a, a drafted and I was able to put on a WNBA jersey, I was like damn. Damn. Afro <laughs> basket. Like there's so many moments that literally in my career, like I'll just sit back and be like, wow. Like right. You know, like just really wow, and this like a, a literally moment of gratitude just flows through me, and I just always、That's、say、so. thank you, Lord. Yeah, indeed, indeed. And I mean, how would you describe? You know, I think it's it's very important just to kind of highlight. Yes, you know, people want to be there when you're holding up the trophy, when you're holding up that gold medal, but they kind of、yeah. don't want to spend too much light on when you're in the layup lines or when you're in practice or when you're going for your treatment. You're in the weight room or you're just having a bad day or you don't want to wake up.、Yeah. So, how would you describe you know the unseen grinds of a professional athlete? I mean, it's it's hard. It's it's, it's work. 
you know, it's dedication, it's commitment, it's discipline. And, you know, like, I am so grateful to have a small circle that can be there for me at the good times and then understand when I'm just having my moments like, oh, I miss home, like, mm, oh, I'm tired or like, you know, I've been injured overseas wanting to play or, or like missing a tournament. So it's just like, it's it's hard mentally. It's right. hard mentally. And I think, I think people don't understand, um, you know, all that it takes to be top, you know, athletes you know exactly. especially if you're not even an athlete you know a lot of my friends that are not athletes like oh well what did you do today and i'm like well i had two practices i had a like, <laughs> team building i had to it's watch film and they're yeah. like yeah but you're in france and i'm like yeah but i'm working and i, right. don't, I think a lot of people don't I understand like yes i am overseas but th- i am doing a job this is my job this is what i love to do so i think that i have those people in my life that understands the ups and downs and they're there to you know lift me up and celebrate me so right yeah right and just out of curiosity have you um picked up on some languages or is your languages like kind of oof, a bit uh shaky <laughs> uh no like i no like i love spain and nice. i definitely can get by if i was there um, when I played in Italy, same, I tried to learn the language. I always try to learn the like basic language wherever I'm at. I think it's respect to the culture and the country that I'm in. Mm-hmm. I'm not just gonna, I, I don't, I just don't agree. <laughs> you right. know, like just, no, like I have to be respectful with um, how they are and you know, how they're accustomed to or what they like, don't like. I think I take that in and I try to you know, just broaden my horizon. So yeah, I 100%. mean, there's French classes here, and nice. Um, they're they're free, so okay, I mean, as well. <laughs> that's huge, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, the, the club set set it up. So I mean, I don't need to like try to be fluent, but I can at least go to the bakery and order something, or right. how I can say how are you like in their language. Like I think it's just the basics that right. I think athletes, and it's and it's fun, and it's something else to do, and you're not just sitting home like you know thinking about something else like you're indulging in your life in that overseas or that country that you're in overseas so right yeah indeed indeed and just before we get into the third and fourth quarter of the podcast um just a few questions for you in terms of um the first one being what would you say i mean from what you've seen from what you've shown yourself as a athlete what would you say are the top three qualities of a leader oh the top three qualities of leaders one obviously leading by example 100 percent. two listening Mm. listening you don't always you know i i feel like there's always those players that always have something to say, but then that one person that never says nothing, when they say it, everyone feels it, everyone does it, you know? So I just feel like listening and obviously one, listening, uh, leading by example and uh, being positive because it's, it's, it's hard. Like we talked about and discussed, like it's hard to be out here. There's days like, I don't want to go to practice, but am I going to go to practice and sulk and make my energy radiate, my negative energy radiate to everybody else. And then we Mm -hmm. have, a negative practice in general no so even when i am not at my best i'm not going to project that and i just always stay positive you know right even on the days that i don't want to and right. i just think those are the qualities of a of, of a of real leader that's key that is key uh next one top three things 
that every basketball player should have. Like, they carry with them? Yes, just in terms of it could be skill set, mindset. Oh, oh, okay, okay. I think definitely mindset. Because you could have all the skills in the world. You could be an amazing player. But if you don't have a strong mindset, like, you're going to get crushed by, you know, critics. You're going to get down when you miss your shot. You're going to be mad at your teammates yelling at you at the heat of the moment because something happened on the court. So I feel like being mentally tough is one. A hundred percent. You got to be mentally tough to actually excel in what you want to excel in. Mm -hmm. Um, Two, know what you're good at and literally do your craft. I feel like there's a lot of players that try to be another, be what their coaches want or be this. Like, if you are away, be what you want to be. At least if you're going to go out, go out being you, whether that's if you're a risky passer or if you're you know, like to do behind the back pull up. I don't know what it is, but I just feel like create your craft and do do it to your best. 100%. And, okay. Um, yeah. And then um, the third is just like, I don't know, like I feel that it has to be more than, whatever you do it has to be more than just like, I'm just going to get this money. Like have a passion. Like there we go. do your passion, you know? That's cute. You know, like you have to, I think that's very important because you don't, you won't enjoy it because it's hard. Out, it's it's hard over here. It but is. if you have a passion <laughs> of playing basketball, then the hard days don't seem as hard because you're doing something that you love. So I just okay. think that's important that it it's not just all. Of, I mean, I know people. You gotta you gotta feed your family and all that stuff. But like you, I feel that athletes do better when they actually enjoy what they're doing. That's true. That is true. And the final three before we get into the third quarter um, of the segment is um, how would you, because, you know, this is a conversation that I'm just consistently having and I'm super curious to get your take on, you know, when when people speak about, you know, mental toughness or having that competitive Mm -hmm. edge, is it something that you can be born with or a skill that can be acquired? I think it's, it can be acquired. Okay. Because I, I, I do, because like, I mean, when I, I think back when I was eight, I was just doing it because it was fun. Then there was a moment where it was just like, nah, like I, I chose to be dedicated. You know what I mean? Like mm. I chose to acquire that tough mindset. And right. that was, I had a, I had a tough AAU coach. I had a tough high school coach. It was the same coach. And, um, you know, he broke me before the world broke me. So I was just mm. like, what am I going to do? You know, and, there we go. you know, he was an amazing coach to the fact that he would break us, but he would be the one to lift us up and like sit nice. us down and like, you know, give us life lessons. So mm. it was something that um, for me, it was something that I had to learn over the years to become, you know, because I wasn't, I was just playing basketball because I, it was fun. And I know people like, probably like growing up had like oh I want to be like such and such when I grow up like I'm going to be dedicated and like their their mindset is like that that wasn't me I was just I was just doing something because I was a kid right. and I was good at it so it was something that I feel like your mindset can be acquired it's obviously better at a younger age than being 27 or 25 overseas and just like mentally shot because it's harder 
it's yeah. very hard you know right. you you're already a developed woman or you know and so it's it's easier when you're younger but i i do think that it can be acquired at any age it's just how well you're going to adapt mm, that's and key. block out the noise <laughs> yeah that's right and i mean you've been in you know so many different practice sessions for different teams so how would you describe uh what a good basketball culture and program looks and sounds like um yeah i've been through a lot i've been, I've been <laughs> a lot I've been a lot and i think the best ones were were everyone even if you were a higher standard or someone that didn't play they all felt the same because when you have and that's very limited but i've been on teams that were like that and that's why we were successful because no matter if one played 30 minutes or one took 10 more shots okay we were treated the same right we were treated the same we treated each other the same and the coaches treated everyone the same so there was no like you know women they gossip they bicker you know Mm -hmm. whatever but there was none of that at that moment when i was on that team because if someone that didn't play and someone that played did the same thing, they were going to get chewed out the same. Right. And everyone had respect for that because there was no, like, favorite. Favoritism, there yeah. There was no, 100%. like, yeah. And I think that's important. And I think that it's really important that a coach and the management establish that so that the players can follow suit. Right. Yeah. Right. And the last one before we get into the quick hitter segment is is there any i mean with what you can share is there any highlights that stand out to you the most and also what were some of the low lights that made you a better person and player um the highlights were obviously all my accolades that i accumulated right (laughs) since high school and my low moments were i think most of them like um were like me getting injured. Like I, I can remember how I felt. I can remember where. I can remember how long it took me to recover for every single injury that I had because those are the moments where I missed basketball. Right. Those are the moments that I had to push myself mentally, like not get too down. Or am I going to be better? Or going to be worse? Am I going to be as fast? Like those are the moments where were my lowest because you you stop doing something that you love. You had right. to take that rest which that's not normal or you know for an athlete you know so you got to take that rest and then you had to start from scratch do the band workouts and then you get on the bike and then you get running and then you go Mm -hmm. yeah so i those were all i can i believe like my low moments in my career i mean now it's better sometimes i'm older and i understand like Everything happens for a reason. You're right. gonna, you're, you've been through this so much. Not so much. You've been through this, uh, you know, a few times where you're gonna bounce back. You already know it. So my mind isn't as daunting as it was when I was younger. But I can still remember even when I got hurt. When I got hurt, like last year, like I remember how I felt. I remember what it took for me to push through physically and mentally. So mm-hmm. those are the moments that were my downfall, but made me better you know and and because i was um out i had to be a better teammate i had to be more That's vocal true. i had to so That's it, true. it was because i'm naturally not a talker on right. the court like i'm talking on defense but i'm not i'm not the, the one to like do the pep talks and stuff like that no 
Right. But when I when I was injured, I had to get out of my comfort zone and do that. Check on a person if they felt like they didn't have a good practice or a bad game. Like I was doing that, which clearly made me a better person now that it's natural, you right. know? So right. yeah, that's that was it <laughs> no that's no that's that's key and i think that's you know something you know players can take away just on you saying that because i mean yeah. unfortunately you know um injuries do happen not just in basketball but in all sports and it can be yeah. a challenging time in terms of for some they kind of step away from basketball and for others yeah. they kind of think they don't that, that they, they can't contribute if they're not on the court and i kind of you yeah. looked at your problem as a misunderstood opportunity in terms of you know how can I be a better teammate how can I now work on my communication how can I just be a better overall person you know so I kind of like how you you know kind of stayed in that mindset of even though I'm injured how can I still get better how can I still contribute I love that yeah I love that that is key and you know getting into the quick hit the segment where I'm just going to ask you some um rapid fire questions and see where you're at with them um the first one is uh what would you say is a skill that is taught by many but only mastered by a few a skill that is taught by many but only mastered by a few if this could be anything uh let's Oh, let's go with like one. Actual, like let's get <laughs> philosophical for a moment. So just in terms of life in general and then a skill in basketball. Uh, okay, so can you repeat the question? I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Sure, sure. <laughs> go for it. So let's say, let's start with basketball. What is a skill in basketball that is taught by many, but only mastered by a few? I think the hook shot. Ooh, ooh, okay. That's a first. Okay, Mm. okay. I mean, who's doing it? Like, really, who's doing it? You, I know I practice it. You got me on that one. (laughs) Mine is terrible. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't even do my hook shot because Magic and Evan will be looking at me crazy. Like, what are you doing, coach? Like, okay, (laughs) I like that. I like that. And in life, in general what would you say is a skill that's taught by many but only mastered by the few mm, i i always come back to like your mentality you know mm. I, I just i think that's just so important like i don't know like i just think it's so important that that is it's missed yeah so much and it's not talked about and i just think that it needs to be talked about one and i think that um we talked about in a young age and that I feel like everyone wants but are you really doing it like right. you know what I mean right and you could obviously tell like the people that can get to the next level and be at that level mentally and then people that want to but not you can tell how they play you can tell how long their careers last you could tell if they accomplish their goals so I, I will always say that's that's one yeah would you say just um quickly on that thought would you say that is something that kind of mindset that's um something that came to you quite early on in your playing career or or something you kind of found out later on no early on and every stage of with every stage that i've been at from au to high school to college to the wba which was hard (laughs) to oversee like my mentality had to 
be readjusted and go up a level as okay. my career was going up a level. But it, my basis was, I already had it. Think, like, I'm very thankful for my uh, high school coach. Like, I really am. Because if he didn't push me or push us the way that he did and actually push us, but tell us why he did it, and mm. not, you know, and, and, and teach us. And then, like, we're seeing him after first period and we're going to, like, you know, like, we're seeing him right. daily. So right. his his words had value, had meaning, you know? And so I feel like I was just blessed with that at a young age, but I understood from that to college, like I had to like grow as a woman and then also grow my mindset from the base that I already had. You know, a lot of people start at, at college, That's maybe true. their junior year, but I, I was just grateful enough to start at the ninth grade. Man, shout out to that coach, man. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, James he, he, Anderson. <laughs> yes, sir. Shout out to coach James, James Anderson. Anderson. And this this kind of leads me to my next question, whether it was from him or, you know, another person who was very influential in your life. What would you say is, at this moment in time, uh, the best piece of advice you ever received? I think, like, my oldest brother was my mo my, my biggest fan he still is and nice. i feel like yeah so when he when i was in uh college he was overseas so um and then he came back but he was able to like be there for me i remember i was he was came to colorado when i was on usa basketball uh, my junior my uh sophomore year he was like he was there present and i remember like every struggle i swear every <laughs> i didn't even call my mom I called my brother, then I called my mom, but I called him and <laughs> he would just tell me like, but he would just really like give me that big brotherly advice because he, he saw how good I was before That's I even huge. knew. And he would just always like reassure me and give me that confidence that I needed when I was, you know, down. And there were so many things that he said, there's not one phrase. It was just him being present mm -hmm. at a time in college where I was growing yeah. and you know, so that was, I can never, I, I'm very grateful for Oni. Like I'm very grateful for him because when I came back home from college and I had a month, he was in the gym with me. Like, you know, and like, nice. he was just always present there. Like that was, I just feel like that moment in college is like, he was like, he just cared to like yeah. not care like he was just I there like and he I was feel dead, it. yeah so. no I, don't, I, don't I feel know. it I feel it strong yeah, man like, shout out to big bro man yeah like only was the foundation he he seen him believe in me more than I believe in myself and like just the words he was saying to me it was just very insightful at that time and just it really helped me like I, it was him <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I don't know Tony. I don't know how you just did that but you but that that the, the passion you were saying it you was kind of drawing yeah. me into your memory right there man I love that oh. I love that and the final two before we have a little bit of fun and we get into the fourth quarter is uh if it wasn't for basketball I wouldn't have learned filling the blank about myself If it wasn't for basketball, I wouldn't even know how much I inspire people. Mm. Okay. I really wouldn't. Like, it, it has nothing to be like, I just feel like basketball, I think because I'm older, like basketball in the scheme of things, it's just more than putting the ball in the hoop. You have people so watching true, you. You have people yeah, looking geez. up to you. 
you know there's so many so and true. now that i play for nigeria like there's so many people that like write me like so proud of me young girls wanting to know what i did and i and i and i take the time to speak with them you know nice. i think that's very important so i feel like without basketball i wouldn't even have this journey to inspire to help to love to to learn like just in in general and not just because if if it wasn't for basketball i wouldn't have a deeper shower no it's like or i wouldn't be an olympian no it's it's more for me it's more than that and i right. feel like i inspire I, I inspire a lot of people and without basketball i wouldn't have blessed a lot of people yeah so and i'm Indeed. fortunate to be able to do that i think it's important that everyone can give back when they can 100 percent 100% and the uh, final one and I'm super curious to get your take on this one is uh, what would the title of your autobiography be? <laughs> well I don't even <laughs> yo I don't even know my story's crazy but I don't know I just think it would be my nickname like it would be double I or deuce like that's it that's me that's okay all. <laughs> Double I or Deuce. Okay, I see. Yeah, Deuce. Deuce. Um, my brother, my second brother, Ikene, nickname nicknamed that to me. Okay. And Double I. Double I was my oldest brother Oni who nicknamed me that. So that's nice. Yeah. Okay, it. and uh, <laughs> so we're gonna enter the fourth quarter now. We're gonna have a little bit of fun just just before we wrap up. Um, I like to um, you know challenge my guests in in terms of you know we play um a little game where i give them 10 seconds and they need to name five things so just for example and it's all going to be basketball related i might say for example ify i'm going to give you 10 seconds to name five nba teams and when you hear this countdown Ten, nine eight that's when you just start seven, six, listing them off five okay Yep. Okay. Okay, bet. Let's go. Let's go. Okay, okay. so the first one. <laughs> Let's start nice and easy. So you have ten seconds to name five NBA players. LeBron James Westbrook. Here we go. Nine. Oh, eight, LeBron James Westbrook. Seven, D. Six, Rosen. Five. Four. Paul Pierce. No. Three. Yeah. No. Chris yeah, no. Paul. You got it. Oh, oh. Chris Paul. Yes, sir. Yeah. There we go. I'll take it. <laughs> oh, I'll take I it. Oh no, just yeah, okay. um any, any, okay. any. Okay. Bet. Okay, so one for one. Let's go. Okay. Second one. You have ten seconds to name five NBA teams. Uh Toronto, ten, LA Clippers. Nine, Toronto, eight, LA Clippers, Phoenix. Oh, Five, you know what I love? Four, you know what I love about this listeners? You can just tell she's a ride or die um, loss. <laughs> Angela's fan. She put Clippers in there and she had to put the Lakers in there. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> the veins run deep. I love it. <laughs> okay, you see this next one. I'm going to give you the heads up. These next two, Promise did kind of um, find it a little bit difficult to handle these two because these names are mentioned but not as much and it, these names are usually mentioned around a certain time in the season so let's see how you handle these next two so certain time in the season okay 10 seconds <laughs> to name five nba coaches 
Ten. Wait, now? Uh, uh, yep. Seven. Here we go. Six. Five. Four. Talk about something. Yep. I was San Antonio. It's so good. Okay, so the next one. Let's see how you do. We've got four more left so the next one is you have 10 seconds to name five international players in the nba five international players Ten, in the nba nine, yeah eight seven six i couldn't i don't know five, i'm like wba <laughs> i'll take it two, WBA oh bet i bet let's 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 flip it on his head so five international players in the wnba I'm a, okay. Emma, Ten, okay. Nine, Emma Messerman. Eight, Here we go. Um, seven, what's six, her name? John Carl Jones. Five, oh, no. Four, Wait, I have to start over. <laughs> <laughs> I was naming John Carl Jones because she plays for Bosnia. Okay. That doesn't count because okay. she's American. So. Right. Yeah, sorry, my bad. <laughs> so good. So good. So, Final. ever played? Yes. Oh, let me. Ever played? Yeah. Oh, bet I can do that. I'm thinking about current. Okay, go. Ready? Yep. Okay, your time starts now. Let's get it. 10. Okay. 9. Marcia Shagai. 8. Emma Messerman. Sonia Petrovic. 5. 4. Avina. Don't know her last two, name. 1. Yeah, I named 4. <laughs> we good? Avina was a grief, but whatever. That's all good. And the final three. Now, this one is a little bit more easy because it really comes down to personal preference so 10 seconds to name five basketball movies oh. 10 okay nine, base jam eight, one base jam seven, two love and basketball oh i named four. Oh, coach carter oh of course Shoot. go in I, i'll take that i'll take that and we have the final two. So the next one is you have 10 seconds to give me your personal top five favorite players of all time. Okay. 10, 9, LeBron 8, James, 7, Kobe, Michael, 6, Tarassi, 5, 4, 3, 2, Swing catch. Ooh, that fifth one. Okay. Okay. And the final one, now I'm super curious to get your take in it. So, you know, just before you're about to play a game, if you do, name five artists that get you hyped before a game. 10, 9, 8, okay. 7, 6, that's all I, I'm 5, you, that's all I Oh, bet. He said, Drake, 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 Drake. I would take it. I will absolutely take it. Oh man, listeners, seriously, this was an absolute treat for me. Lots of fun, but again, man, lots of gems. And listeners, don't worry. You know, if you want to find her and see what she's got going on, you know, the link for her Instagram will be in the description. But if he talked to us, just in terms of, you know, for the listeners who are listening now, where can they find you? Oh, you can find me on IG at Ethi 
Um, I'm currently playing in France with my Nigerian teammate, Promise Amukamara. So that's Shout out Promise. nice. Shout out to Prom Prom. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and also follow uh, the Nigerian national team this summer while Indeed. we are headed to the Olympics. Yeah, so thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It's been good. So we got to do it again. Indeed, indeed. Listeners, this is myself and the very humble, but will still block your shot, give you a cool 20, 30 points, something like. But this is myself and the very humble Efi Abekwe signing Thank you so out. Much.